What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the All-Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I'm your host, Jonathan Cote. Join us on the panel side are... Kayla Miller. Roger May. Tony Morales. We're going for a record tonight, guys. <laughs> Producing, as always, is Matthew Lubick. Say hi, Matt. If you hear buzzing in one of the microphones, I'm having a problem with the shock mount, so that's what it is, so sorry about that. It's my microphone. And hi, Matt. It would be my microphone. And hi, Matt. Yeah. This is your first time listening to the show. We are a review slash spoiler podcast. We typically review a Marvel book, a DC book, and an independent book each week. We also review a graphic novel. We are going to play some trivia and give you, the listener, a chance to win some free stuff, which is always fun and great, right? Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. All right. Ten and we're ten. done. Here we go. Uh, so without further ado, Johnny, tell us about what all the big headlines are this week. Sure. Thank you, Matt. Uh, Boom Studios is rolling out value-priced Legacy Edition collections, starting with uh, Big Trouble in Little China and uh, oh my God. and some yes. other. Basically, for uh, ten bucks, you get like fifteen issues, soft cover, um, and yeah, they will be uh, be arriving in late 2018, uh, and then continuing on to. They've been doing a story over the last I don't know four five months or so. Old Man Jack. Oh really? Yeah. I love that movie. I'd I'd hate for them to screw it up with something. Yeah. It's a uh, it's Sons of Anarchy and then uh another one is The Big Trouble in Little China. Um but yeah. Uh let's see. Uh Bingo Love sequel coming in 2020. Uh T Franklin and Jen St. Orange Bingo Love is returning for a sequel in 2020 from Image Comics um along with a special uh deluxe jackpot edition of the first trade uh that includes the Basically, the Kickstarter rewards uh, the digital comics written by Gail Simone, uh, Sean Pryor, and uh, other uh, Marguerite Bennett, Paulina Garashu, uh, and others. Uh, the Jackpot Edition, uh, which will include all of those stories, uh, will come out November 7th. And Dear Diary, which bing- is Bingo Love 2, uh, will come out February 12th, 2020. Um, and yeah, moving on, uh, eBay is going to start selling digital comic books. Uh, starting today, um, and it, they'll be selling them in bundles, uh, digital comic books. Uh, most of the bundles that I saw were $10 or $0.99 cent issues. Uh, they partnered up with an app called Madefire, uh, which uh, is basically like a digital e-reader. Think of it like Scribd or like a Kindle or a Dark Horse app, uh, things like that. Um, and then... Moving along to some uh, sad DC news is DC is delaying Justice League Odyssey uh, by nearly two months. So Justice League Odyssey number one uh, was um, scheduled to release July 11th. Is that the Tinian book? No. This is the the Stepan Sejic and uh, the other... Yeah, Josh Williamson. From July 11th to August 29th, uh, Justice League Odyssey number two um, is from August eighth to. That's a se- month. That's literally one month. It's yeah. seven weeks. What date did you say? <laughs> July eleventh, August 29th. Oh yeah. Oh, that's not too bad of a delay. It's seven weeks. Yeah. I said nearly two months. <laughs> you made it sound a whole heck of a lot. Yeah, from like July to October. I mean, <laughs> yeah. two, two two months sounds. Uh, that's not that bad. Uh, seven weeks sounds worse than two months. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Justice League Odyssey number two has been <laughs> postponed sure. by a similar amount of time from August 8th Johnny's to September. Watching. Which one? S- uh, Justice League Odyssey number two has oh. also been po- postponed um, from August 8th to September 26th. So they're not going to do a Marvel and put the second one out before the first one? <laughs> right, no. <laughs> and uh, it looked... 
it's not announced, but it's kind of inedible, inevitable that uh, Justice League. Inedible. Yeah. Inedible. Uh, <laughs> don't, eat it, don't eat paper. Uh, Justice, Justice League Odyssey number three, it was supposed to be released September 12th. It's probably going to be delayed because that's before number two. Yeah. Um, and then the final piece of news is that DC Universe will uh, launch, uh, which is the, you know, their streaming service with Titans and... Uh, TV shows, animation, right. movies, Static shock. Well, okay, hold comic on. Books. <laughs> so original shows uh, like Titans, Harley Quinn, Young Justice, Swamp Thing, Doom Patrol, uh, they'll be adding old DC movies like um, Superman. Superman, Dark Knight Return, uh, sorry, Dark Knight, uh, and Batman the Animated Series, Static Shock, and more. Um, yes. But that's not the important part. The important Young part Justice. is the important the, part is Static Shock. Is is the is the comic books, uh, and that means they're going to be including a curated selection of thousands of comic books rotating. So it's not really DC Unlimited. It's more of DC Limited, oh. where they pick uh, comics. Really? Yeah, they pick comics like didn't every it? every month or every few months or so to switch out. But didn't it say from like action number one to like something current? Like? Uh, no. So, right. So they're starting with um, 1938 comics and some New 52 stuff, and then those will go away, and they'll pick some 1950s comic and some other, like, 2000s comic and that's, stuff like that. That's going to change real quick. Uh, probably, because that does not seem like a yeah. great thing. Um, but, yeah, that's all the news that I have uh, for this week. Nice. Awesome. All right. Uh, do we have questions? Yes. All right, go ahead and unleash. Uh, sure. Unleash. Let's Let see. So we have one here from a Nelson Carvalho. And What's up, Nelson? Yes. He said, based on your conversation about Batman Year One, excuse me, I want to know what your ranking for favorite Batman stories and or arcs. Hush. Next. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that Long Halloween was great, and then I read it, and I was left disappointed. Same here, Nelson. I'm with you, dude. As it didn't live up to the hype. I agree with Roger that Hush is great. Thanks, guys. Nelson. <laughs> he already knew. Yeah, Hush and Court of Owls, yeah. probably Court the of two, Owls. two best. I do like Batman the Neil. Yeah, I I love those two stories. I do like the Neil Gaiman story. What, what was it? Whatever happened to the Cape Crusader or something like that? Mm. Yeah, I'm just kind of weird. Black Mirror is my personal Black favorite. Mirror, Black Mirror, that's a really fantastic. good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, like you, if you Google like best Batman stories, you get stuff like No Man's Land and and mm. Batman like uh, Nightfall. It's just like no, those aren't great. You also get. Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight, so, yeah. Dark Knight Returns is is good. Every time I read it, I like it less and less. But um, you know, that's a sign of Master Race. Yeah. Master no. Race or, was actually pretty good. Master Race, I really like. Yeah. Dark Knight Returns. Uh, yeah. Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Strikes Again. Mm, but Master Race. Was I think really well Year done. One is still the best um, Batman comic. But then, yeah, I mean, some some uh, honorable mentions would be like Gotham by Gaslight. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, absolutely. What was the other one? Uh, Superman, Batman, Jeff Loeb. That, that one's pretty good. Yeah. Was it? A, that's um, not strictly a Batman story. True. It was a um, Tomasi Batman and Robin, right? Tomasi's Batman and Robin run. Yeah. I only read a little bit of it, but yeah. if it's anything like their freaking Superman, yeah, run, it's their Superman awesome. run was was issue. much better. But like, yeah, yeah, Batman eighteen, the Requiem issue yeah. after Damian's death was really good. It was a standout. Um. Uh, I do like the Justice League story, Tower of Babel, um, which I've never read it. Which is uh, written by Mark Wade. It's when 
It's oh, where it's where every every like uh, nerd gets their ammunition. Like, oh, Batman always has a contingency plan, you know, because uh, like he takes down the Justice League or whatever. Well, he does that in Snyder's run too. Uh, right. Um, but you know, there's a a lot of good ones out there. Uh, I think Hush Year One and um, Court of Owls are standouts. Cool. Let Next. me see if I have some <laughs> other. Some other. To be on top of this. I, well, okay. <laughs> Uh, so James Mason has a question. He says, I have a question about Patreon. If I sign up and support the show through Patreon, does that require accessing the podcast through the website or app? I don't use Patreon or iTunes or anything like that and remain pretty tech stupid, but would like to show a little support. Um, oh, well, first, thank you for that, James. Yeah, um, yeah thanks, James. But actually, you would get, uh, you, you don't have to access it through Patreon. Mm-hmm. Unless you um, want it early. You'll actually, well, he'll, you would get emails. Mm-hmm. Because you're a Patreon supporter, you would get emails saying that a new one, uh, new episode has been released, and I think it's got a link. Yep. In the email, I should set up the RSS feed. Too. The, the, yeah, depending on how you listen to it, and I assume you listen to it either on Podbean or like uh, through uh, the Podbean website or an RSS feed or catcher or anything like that. Um, you can like have access to it. You can have uh, you can get that email if you want it early. Uh, click on that link, and uh, your phone or whatever you listen to it will find. Uh, an application to open it with and or, listen to it. Right. I believe if you go, if you are a Patreon uh, supporter, there is a copy and paste you can take the RSS feed from the Patreon link and put it into whatever podcast Ooh, app you like. That's a good idea. And it'll download the feed from Patreon to whatever app you use. And every time there's, that. yeah, every time there's a new episode or something new on Patreon uh, that gets uploaded to that RSS feed, you'll get it on yeah. whatever podcasting catcher you have on your phone. Exactly. Um, <laughs> podcasting catcher? That's Sorry. that's literally what they're called. Sorry, I'm yeah. looking up puns. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. Wait, wait, wait. That that's how one. you wait, spend wait. your time. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> Don't judge me. Okay. A lamb, a drum, and a snake fell off a cliff. But um. Tss. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. James. That was a pun. Yeah. James, thank you so oh. much for uh, trying to support us. You do not have to listen to it on Patreon. There's many ways. Uh, if you want it earlier, you just have to click the link or link to the RSS feed. It's fairly simple. Uh, if you need any help, uh, shoot us an email and we'll yep. get yep. you through it. Yep. Don't look at me like that, Kayla. <laughs> Those judging eyes. Um, All right. Um, was that the only other question we had? Uh, we just got a comment from Bryce Smith. Uh, he sent us a video answer for the, you know. We'll save that. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty I, much. That, it. That's not a question. Well, <laughs> he 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 wrote a little comment below, but yeah, we'll see. Okay. That. What's the comment? Or is it specifically for the question? Uh, no, it says roll that beautiful bean footage. Not that in depth, but I felt obliged to send something, and you I just couldn't. Stole my line. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> and I couldn't grab a goose to get a feather to send it in calligraphy. Price. <laughs> cool. He's been trying to send trivia answers in the weirdest ways. See if we can count them. The Which best is ways. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, it makes my week. People, yeah, people good. need to get like with the program and start yeah. being more creative <laughs> with their answers. Roger, go ahead and tell us about our DC book this week. DC book. Okay. Uh, Batman Prelude to the Wedding. Harley Quinn versus Joker. <clears throat> Joker wants to uh, crash Batman's wedding. Harley wants to protect true love and stop him. Uh, devices a trap for Joker. Little does she know, Joker allows himself to be caught only to escape and 
dun, go dun, on dun. his way to get uh, Batman. This was not a great book. I, Surprisingly <laughs> written by Tim Seeley. Yeah. Uh, you don't like him. I don't. <laughs> you know, um, I, I understand what they were going for. Uh, but I think they 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 fell really short in this issue. Um, I also haven't heard very good things about Batman Forty Nine. No, it was good. Yeah, yeah. I heard it was good. I yeah, heard it was, it was good. Oh my god, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I haven't read it, so I don't know. Apparently, it was getting some flack online because Batman was like knocked out cold the entire issue. Yeah. It was a Catwoman Joker issue. Yeah, which I'm. I mean, I'm down for that a Catwoman rad. Joker fight. Because she's not, she's gonna play by a different set of rules than Batman. I'm no, down. It, okay, but this was just some hate. This was some hate that was relayed to me that was mostly online. So I don't know. Okay, I haven't read it myself. Yeah, he was gonna hate. Okay. it was a fantastic issue. Art was great. Oh, and cool. It was well. It was, now I'm really looking forward to reading it. It was a fight, but not like some blows get exchanged. Like she gets shot and she scratches Joker's neck. There's this whole like, if we move, both die. And so there's a, it's a conversation, like and it's King so does. good. Okay, it's really freaking and great. there's like a line from the Joker. It's like a cat one. Please be, do me a favor and hand me that gun so I can shoot you in the face. And it's just like that's real good. <laughs> Should we have just gone back and reviewed that one instead of this one? It would have uh, yeah. maybe. Yeah, it's really good. I actually this one, yeah. I mean Harley puts Joker in the bottom of a giant vat and is her trap is pudding is drowning him in pudding. Well, that which I mean, that's a hard wasn't thing to her do, trap because she knew he'd get out of that trap, so she could reach. Uh, it just it wasn't good. I read the other four, yeah. and the other four weren't amazing, but they were better than this, and they were kind of leading up to something that I was actually interested in. And then this the problem is, I is would, this was book not le- leaves off right good. where Batman forty nine and fifty take place. And sure, 40, you know, forty nine came out last week. Yeah, yeah. so you so already know. Number one, like scheduling was yeah. horrific. Not with that. great. Yeah, pick up Batman um, 48 and 49 for the bloody outcome. <laughs> yeah. And the he just didn't write Harley and Joker well, like, at yeah. all. Like, they didn't sound like either one of them talking, like, any, like, I don't know. At least any current version. Yeah. And, like, the other ones, some of the characterizations for the characters were not amazing, but this was just not good at all. Yeah. Like, like half the, the lines Joker was trying to say, I was like, they don't sound like anything Joker would say. Yeah, I thought the art was decent. Uh, yeah, the art was all right. I agree. Uh, the story was less than, yeah, um, two and a half stars. Same, dog, same. Two, two stars? Yep. Two and a half, two, I don't care. It, I don't want to read it again. <laughs> and moving on to our... <laughs> Jeez, that was fast. <laughs> There's not a whole lot you can break down I mean, when you yeah, already know where it goes. It That's the thing. We already yeah. know where it goes. So, And, and it was, look, I'm sure Tim Seeley's got a lot of fans out there. I am not one. I, <laughs> I, I'm I, waiting for him to write something that I like. And he see, really like, lost me with his whole Nightwing run. Like, yeah. I just. See, don't. and even even if you, you don't know where it goes with Batman 48 and 49, let's say you're in a vacuum and you don't know what's going on in there. Like, it's predictable that you know that the Joker's going to get the, out of it. The characterization, like, like the voices essentially of, of Harley and Joker were not. Just like right. Not at all. So. Um, but yeah, we already reviewed Kayla, tell us about Saga. Ah. Yes. <laughs> Matt, see leave you, the see room. You, Matt. Run, Matt, run. 
There's going to okay, be a whole lot of like spoilers for this one. Oh, yeah, this is spoilers. Yeah, the, spoilers. The, the, the pitch for Saga, I think, is boom. Right? Yeah. Well, uh, little mini Prince Robot Squire is, uh, decides to run away, and the whole crew are out looking for him, and the mole ladies, I can't, I'm caught up in this series, and I cannot remember the weird Jim pink the yeah, ladies okay. thing. Yeah, She's just kind she of like an outlaw. Not an outlaw. She's like uh, up in the. No, she's not a hitman. She's like high up in politics and okay. wants to get revenge on she's the will. She's not a freelancer then, like the will. Yeah, she's not like the will. Okay. Um, because unlike the rest of you guys, I'm actually caught up in this series, but I still don't remember names. And yeah, a lot of uh, booms and things going off, and the will uh, finally gets to meet up with Prince Robot again. It does. It didn't so, make me happy. So I, I hopped off this right around the time the Will started to get his fin- faculties back because the Will was one of my favorite characters and that was the hardest thing for me to like go through the majority <laughs> of the so series chubby. was him being like like essentially like what'd you call him a tater? Yeah, he's definitely a tater. <laughs> he was a tater, like he just became obese and like with just, the, with the the mentality of a tot. So. Yeah, exactly. And he's just hallucinating and and all of a sudden he's back in shape. He's kicking butt. Taking names, and I'm like, yes. Yeah, and he's pissed. Yeah. And here's the oh, thing. Yeah. This is what I've been waiting for, for since the first volume. Because in the first volume, Hazel says, of all the monsters that ever came after us, the will was a nightmare or something like that. And it they lead you to believe that there was something else that they faced that was even worse than the will. Right, right, I right. wanted to see the will take names. And he, we got to see a little bit of it early on in the series, but then everything goes down with him, and then he's just kind of like a tater like you said, in this, he's taking a whole heck of a lot of names. Well, if you read the previous few issues, which you need to get caught up on, you'll see he was kind of going through a lot of uh, crazy stuff before he gets here. He actually was captured by the creepy mole lady whose name I still yeah, can't remember. That was the last issue I read where she oh, caught yeah, him. Oh, yeah, she caught she him in torture. Yeah, a whole bunch and of he was fun torture. Yeah, well, she got him in shape. Torture, <laughs> torture will do that to you. He finally wore his little... Hood mask thing, right? Yeah, that he's always had. had I think he's right. worn he it like really once, it. but like I, yeah, background ish. Dug the heck out of it, but I don't know. Let's. I, I just that. There's I, a I, lot. The final page really, kills me on the inside. I'm about like a trade and a half behind. Uh, I haven't read trade number eight, which I believe is before this story arc. Um, and like just jumping in here, uh, it's kind of, it's it's easy to follow because I already know the characters. It's really well done. The art is magnificent, like always. Oh, yeah. uh, very dynamic. Always great splash pages. Yeah. Um, Giant. This issue has a fantastic first page oh. and a freaking oh. fantastic last page. That, Which that is, is a good first classic Mon. I, yeah. I mean, that's, you know. I should have known something like this was going to happen because in this issue and the one before that, characters that I really like die because the last like four, three, four issues before that were all kind of like, oh, this is kind of nicer. It's not the worst. There's bad stuff, but it's doing it's it's okay, which means someone's going to die very soon. Yep. Looks like we're I don't know if we're gearing up to the end, but like if you read the letters, uh, it says uh, next issue a big a bit of quiet code to this arc and back here in the pages of to be continued. A very important announcement about the future. So it looks maybe he's gearing up towards the end. Hmm. Uh, he's got a I don't know like I. Uh, I mean yeah. What issue are we on? A fifty-three. Fifty-three. So if if his normal his, habits hold out, it's sixty. Yeah. Okay. But Roger, you made a good point the other day 
don't know if it was on air. Or I think it was, it was on saga. air where he said like it's a saga. And he it's wants a saga, it. yeah. yeah. And it can maybe it was last show. Yeah, it was last show. It, yeah. It's saga, and he I think he he can go forever. That being said, it he could take a break. He could shift it another direction. He could do a, a number of things. But I don't know. I'm starting to think maybe you're right, and not that anything's wrong. I'm starting to lean more towards that. And be like, yeah, it is saga because we had baby Hazel in the first. 18 issues we've had young child hazel for however many issues i i they have to jump forward enough in time for us to see her as a teenager or an adult or something yeah at some point i'm thinking 75 issues i think 75 are you yeah. calling it sure i'll call it why not just go to 100 at that point? well that's like 25 more issues that's like two years yeah why not no Job that's security. four years i think with their breaks and stuff, maybe Give three. Or take. Yeah. Four years. Yeah, we'll find out as soon as as soon as the next issue drops. Yeah, yeah. curious about that. So, do we want to we'll see what they do? Spoil the ending? No, no. I don't think so. No. Okay. Oh, I was about to say. No, uh-huh. let's not because it's because it's. It, I mean, it doesn't come out of nowhere, but for like me, it's I've like, been waiting for it. <laughs> I hate that. Like, do you I, really? I've been like waiting for that character to get his due because he's see, been such a rotten little piece of crap from see, day one. I'm caught up right now, and at the beginning, I thought the same way as you. But now that I'm caught up in the last like t- five, nah, ten issues or so, I've, I've started like. I cheered. Liking, I was like, "Good, now go get the rest of them." <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to see the. W- I want just a series of the will taking down. Like, I want a no. spin-off series. You really like, like the will more I than do. the character. I do. I like the will more than Alana and uh, Marco. <laughs> I'm like, look, go kill them and then raise Hazel to be a freaking freelancer. Also, I'd read that series. That sounds pretty good. That's Perhaps not a bad idea. Good. Anyway, let's get. I would read the heck out of that series because I'm I'm so over. That's part of why I stopped reading the series. I was just so done with Alana and Marco, and I get it. Like, uh, but I just well, there was so much bachelorette drama yeah. with you know i mean it was just like it is a love story after i'm all. sorry i've loved this series from start I, to right look, now i get it <laughs> I, I get it i get it but i just i don't know there were so like i said there's so many other peripheral characters that i cared more about <laughs> and i just got sick of alana and marco like you said there was a lot of bachelorette drama so i was like look kill them off that would be like a huge twist that'd be a vaughn twist and the story's about hazel anyway right right have her get raised by the will. Oh, as much as I I love Alana and Marco, but I guarantee one of them's probably gonna die before both the end of, of this. Are. Probably both. Yeah. Mm. Should we read it? Yeah. Do it. Ahead. Um it's a last, five. Last splash page five. Yeah. Five. Five. I really love this book. It was a five for me. I um, dropped the book and like covered my mouth with like a shock. Like, <laughs> I was just like, it's about freaking. Do time. we scroll back? Huh? Like for them? I have no idea. I was curious about that. I don't think I've ever I, seen them get yeah, I don't know. her wing shot before. I mean, I think they've been damaged before and she couldn't fly. But I don't know if they've been that shot that looks off. like a pretty bad shot, yeah. so I don't anyway, know. Anyway, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Five it's, stars, though. It's the world of yeah. Saga. She'll get, like, a bionic. This was, this was truly classic Saga form. Yep. Yeah. For me. I don't so know why you're cool. handing me that, Johnny. Is that not what you're pitching? That is what I'm pitching, but I have books in front of me. Okay. Well, you have to take them out. Yeah. That's he a... wants to take him out. I mean, if you, if you want more work for yourself, that's fine. All right, so the Marvel book we are reading this week is The Century by Jeff Lemire and Kim. It says Jacinto. I'm assuming it's Jacinto. Ha. Jacinto. Jacinto. Yeah. Jacinto. There it is. 
2020. Um, we've got <laughs> the Sentry, who has gotten help from Doctor Strange uh, to keep the Void at bay. He has this uh, clock-like device that he goes and spends time in each night where he gets to be the Sentry, Bob. Uh, his alter ego, Bob, gets to kind of be the Sentry and live out like him being a hero. And the villain that he always beats is the Void. And then he goes back to doing his regular day job, which is apparently he's just a line cook at a diner. And uh, as long as he stays on his schedule and goes to his little clock every night and lives out his Sentry fantasies, he keeps this dark Void at bay that's within him. So... um. Then, obviously, because it's Jeff Lemire, all that has to go awry. <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought Doctor Strange was a little smarter than to, you know, put the fate of, like, the entire Earth and Bob in whatever little construct <laughs> they have. It's like, don't lose this. And maybe yeah. not Seriously, leave it don't, at your house. Don't lose it. Just... Uh, yeah. Without I mean, it gets taller. I, I really wasn't a fan of this book. I was really? so excited going into it. Yeah. I, and I, it did nothing for me. I liked it. I, it uh, I'm with Roger. It did nothing for me. But uh, I mean, I've already disliked the character a lot. But um, so this didn't do anything to make me care for him. I think, well, here's. I think that Jeff Lemire had. I think this story is more about the ending than the beginning. See, okay, yeah. I think this is laying the groundwork for Lemire to tell the story that he wants to tell, and maybe change the status quo for the century. You're talking about the ending of the run, not the ending of the issue, right? Right. Oh, okay. The yeah, end, it's a miniseries. Yeah. So. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, because I didn't like the ending at all. Um, I don't know. I felt like they could have revealed like who killed the scout Heck dude. No, that's classic freaking. No, I mean dude. because then it doesn't. Because if it's someone interesting that I know, I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. But it's just like, okay, this guy with a pair of boots killed him. That's all I know. Well, but you need, but but that's you need you need a little hook. I mean, know? yeah, but I think a bigger hook would have been like showing us who killed who. You, I mean, that look. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 certainly another variation on on this one trope. Mm -hmm. You you can do it either way. I think there's a reason that he didn't. He probably um, won't reveal it until the end. It's probably going to be himself. Don't know. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> right. Maybe it's Doctor Strange. I don't. I don't know. But I think I'm. I'm curious. I'll probably like. I love Lemire. I actually really like the Sentry's character and Bob Reynolds. Um, I'd read I'll, this movie series. Probably, yeah. I, I, I want to follow along with it to see where he goes and hope that, you know, that I get pulled in. Look, I'll be honest. I love Lemire's one of those guys, like, I'm fairly certain I could whatever he's doing in, in just one of those guys. So I like the approach and how he kind of set this up i like the hook um the art was really good too i i don't know if i was familiar with with uh Sinto, yeah but i feel like i've seen it reminds me of like a an image book i don't know what though. it reminds me of uh black science okay. oh yeah i can see that no yeah. um bob's always frowning scalera <laughs> scalera Mateo Scalera. in in a way i'm not saying it's like an obvious rip 
there's a quality to it that makes you think that style. Yeah. I liked it a lot. For me hmm. it, it 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 worked. So I don't know anything about Sentry like at all aside from being in that last Doctor Strange run that I read. I've ne- honestly never even heard of the character before. And this this book was interesting. I mean, it kept me entertained, but not enough to care to keep reading it because I still don't know anything about the character. Okay, Misty Knight showed up, and I was like, okay, if she's if she's in the series more, maybe I'll read it. But otherwise, yeah, yeah, it was a cool cameo. I mean, I, like I didn't that. think it was a bad book. It was it read well, but otherwise, it didn't hook me in any way. But I don't know Sentry, so I liked the little Sentry family that Lemire gave him. And I, I did like that. Centris kind of reminded me a little bit of mi- the old school Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. <laughs> in like a way, like yeah. the, the yeah. S across the. I see that. Yeah, I think because he's been dead since roughly two thousand nine, two thousand ten, somewhere around there. Who's been dead? Century. Century. Yeah. So that's yeah, why. That's yeah. why I said that, never... uh, that they did that Dark Avengers. Yeah. Right before oh. Siege. Oh, okay. Dark yeah. Avengers is what two thousand ten. Yeah. Yeah, it's about right. Yeah. Roughly. Rate it, Jonathan. Uh, four and a half. Uh, three stars. Johnny? Two. Um, yeah, two and a half. Wow. Savages. <laughs> <laughs> Being mean to my boy. Well, I say, yeah, and I, you know, it's always possible that I could have had an off day, but I was, yeah, I read it and I was like, eh. I was into it, totally into <laughs> nice. it. Nice. Hey, the tables have turned today. You liked yeah, the Marvel yeah. book, didn't like the DC book. No, I knew what I was, right. I knew what yeah, I was expecting true. with where this are we thing. at? Um, uh, lightning round. Lightning round. Who wants to go first? Who wants to put a minute on the clock? I got it. Whenever I was ready. Not the round of books. I got it. Hmm. All right, ready and go. Multiple Man just came out this week by Matthew Rosenberg. Uh, it's a great book. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I would recommend it to everybody. I would have rather read that instead of The Century. Whoa. That's it? Yeah. All right. Well, Multiple Man, like number one. Just came out. 20 seconds. John, you're supposed to. <laughs> I'm not supposed to. I Once again. <laughs> I mean, you just have to change the rules for me Run, again. Running his own program. <laughs> That's fine. Who's next? <laughs> Jesus. Ten second lightning round. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to go next? I, I had a lightning round, but then Johnny covered it in the news. I was just excited that the Bingo Love hardcover and then the second series was coming. Second issue was coming out now. Yeah. yeah. Well, there that well, was my cool. round. All right. Roger? I got nothing. No? <laughs> no? That's why I wanted you guys to take longer so I could think of something. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was doing, too. Good grief. I don't have anything, either. Uh, All right. Such an event. Like we yeah. said, fastest, fastest episode. episode in a while. All right. Uh, highlights. So for next week, uh, what did we say Marvel-wise we were doing? I think America? we're going to do Cap. Captain America, yeah. number I mean, one. We have to. It, it's it's <laughs> July 4th week. Uh, Captain America, number one. Um, tiny Easy Coats. Yeah, we'll do that. All right. So next week for DC, we got... Yeah, well, the A book, the A book for me, and we may do two DC, but um, 
we're gonna do Catwoman. Hell okay. yeah! So, um, and I look, I love, I, uh, you know, I, okay, I do I love, love what Tom Jones. King is doing with Batman and stuff, and I'm really excited about. Uh, Fifty. Yeah, but I, I'm. I'm really curious to see what Joel Jones does with Catwoman. Um, we'll probably do both. We'll probably do and Man of Steel six is that's fifty. That yeah, I'll probably wow, just ask you're you. You're excited for Man that, of Steel. I haven't read the is. fifth one yet. I got to read the fifth one. We'll see how well, he it. said it wasn't that how's, bad. So how's the first four? It's been pretty good. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's it's different than it, like if I could have. Tomasi and Gleason, I'd still sure. take Tomasi and Gleason. Yeah, sure. But Bendis hasn't totally sank the ship. So. <laughs> okay. As long as it's not disappointing, well, you're yeah. cool, right? Five has I, that Death of Superman cover. It does. Right? That had, how many, that had to pique your curiosity. How yeah. many issues um, that you will that you enjoyed will it take, you know, until you say, oh, Bendis hasn't it, sunk the ship Bad issues? Yet. Yeah. Oh. No, no, no. Like, well, he just issues. said he hasn't no, sunk no, no. the ship. I'm, I'm saying, like, when he stops worrying about that. <laughs> When I get a great, like, the first, the first issue of Tomasi and Gleason's run, and then that first story arc of Tomasi and Gleason's run, the way that that made me feel, I was just like, oh my gosh, this That's is the Superman happen. run that I've been waiting for. If I get anything close to, not like necessarily, like, oh, this is the Superman run I've been waiting for, but if I get that feeling of like a conclusion of a story arc where I'm like, that was actually really good. Then I'll start cutting him some slack. Okay. See how this wraps but up. It's got to. It's got to be something too. complete. I don't want because Bendis has done a lot of great issues. Yeah. Just wait until the sixth one. <laughs> and then, and then issue six, issue seven. Number it's one. All of though. a sudden, it's like, what were you thinking? As an aside, you know what? I, I'll I'll do a delayed lightning round. You know what I'm really excited about? What? DC is doing the absolute treatment for Scarlet. Really? For Bendis' Scarlet. Hmm. I'll yeah. buy that. They just solicited it. I'll buy so, that. Yeah, right. When's that coming out? Like in October, maybe? Sweet. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Jonathan knows what he's getting for Christmas. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to be doing possibly two DC books. Uh, and then yeah, if, if, if we do a fourth book on, on the indie side, it'll, it'll be late in Mechanica. New number Sweet. one. Yeah. Yep. I just, I, uh, it's yeah. good. Every time Lady Mechanic is out, I feel it's my duty to like help Joe Benitez like plug that book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, me too. Because I love that. I mean, it's book. like self published, basically, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I really wish that I know he's starting to make t shirts, he's getting into the merchandising realm. Okay. I just want him to speed it up so I can get like a collection <laughs> of action figures. Hey, hurry it up. <laughs> or statues. Okay. Yeah, I just need to talk to him Ooh, about the size of his trades. Nice. Yeah. What's wrong with the size of his trades? Really? A two issue trade? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. A three I mean, issue trade? This was one issue. That was a Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> 80 pages. That's different. That was only 80 pages? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, where are we at? That's it for highlights. All right, who's doing the graphic novel? I am. All right, make it quick. So, uh, Bingo Love by T. Franklin and Jen St. Onge is is a story about Hazel Johnson and Marie McRae as they fall in love at Church Bingo in 1963. Their families disapprove, 
and 50 uh and they get separated 50 years later they reunited bingo and they show us that it is never too late to love someone why can't you pitch stuff like that all the time? Because I love <laughs> <Right>. this book. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I let him pitch this one because he got so excited about it. I'm like, okay, maybe he finally has a good pitch. I so. mean, I, uh, yeah, I, oh, God. <laughs> I, I, I love the message of this book, uh-huh. but I found it to be ham fisted storytelling. Okay. I, I okay. can see, I can see why, um, you would like, you know, to you it would be ham fisted because it does, it, it, it's very quick. It's it's very yeah. like it covers seventy five eighty yeah, years basically very quickly. in eighty pages. I yeah. mean that was like a year a page. But see the thing about this is like this is her first work, T. Franklin's uh, Kickstarter. So if she has this story to tell with only eighty pages, she has to you know speed it up and get it. Yeah, there. but mm-hmm. well, no, I mean I get that. Yeah, I think that. I was talking with Teresa about this for about an hour. Really? Today. Hmm. Okay. Um, because I do, you know, I think I, I love the message of the book. There's a lot there. I think that, I think that the, her, her, uh, noviceness yeah. as a storyteller mm-hmm. really shows because in the narration and there's, like that. yeah. Um, number, number one, I found that all of the characters had the same voice. Okay. Okay. And, and that really comes through because uh, she's she's a storyteller that does not hold back on superlatives. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> I Every, can see that. Everybody's language language mm-hmm. is embellished with flourishment, um, and 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 so for me, they all sounded the same. But I think that what would have been really interesting for me. I'm like, and for th- it, this boils down to how do you've got, you've got 80 pages to tell this story. What are you going to focus on? And I think where, you know, she went back to their, you know, she started with her childhood and this, you know, instance at the bingo parlor where they met. Um, I think, you know what, start this story when it really matters. And that's, when they're 60 years old, they've got families, they've got kids, they've got grandkids, and they meet back up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, because, you know, that was when you're reading this story and you get to this point, you're like, you know, wow, these are some high stakes. Yeah. You know, these are some high stakes. And, and she covers this episode. Yeah, in, in a very short time. Like four pages. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, and I find, and so everything is kind of rushed through there. You've got you've got the husband going, you know, excuse me. You know, he's all got an attitude. Right. And then six panels later, he's going, you know what? Yeah, I was just using family to validate myself. You're right. Actually, I've got a confession for you, and that was in a digital comic. I'm assuming it that didn't. It didn't come out because Sean Pryor uh, had some issues that he had to deal with. But they're going to print it in the new. Uh, well, for the Kickstarter, they're going well, to give it. It came to out them. digitally, right? No, no, he it didn't never get a came to out because it. Sean Pryor did, uh, had some. I think, like, but they, 
but they Medical have a caption bo- box in this book that mm-hmm. says, "Hey, go check out this issue." It, was, it wasn't going to come so out. So that's why I couldn't find it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No. Okay. It wasn't just Sorry, that. Oh, I'll hey, bring we're it to you gonna... as soon as I get the hardcover because it's killing me too. I wanted to know. Well, because you're assuming it. either now you you do know you do know from context. Yes, that he cheated on his wife. With yeah. But overseas. he cheated. He cheated on his wife when he was in the military and serving in Vietnam. Now, it was one of two things, because there weren't women serving in the military in Vietnam unless they were nurses. I mean, mm-hmm. you could certainly go with something like that. But it was either, you know, another gay relationship with one of his his army buddies, mm-hmm. or it was a Vietnamese woman. Right. You know, fine, you can go that way. But I, It could be like that he has a kid somewhere. But my, right, my whole thing with reading this, though, was... Wow, I mean, you just my my head spinning. Yeah. You know, yeah. you just went through this, and again, it's. I, I think I think that the storytelling is amateurish, mm-hmm. um, and he's an amateur, so that's that's right. forgivable. Yeah, you know, um, but think, uh, it, it's a great message. Yeah, one thing for the storytelling though, and I agree with you, it does get a little bit rushed, and I wish they kind of went slower with certain things as well. But it is kind of being told from. Hazel's point of view and trying to relate this to Mari through right. the whole story. Sure. She's talking to her. Because, because it is, like, she is retelling this story every yeah. day since she got ill, you know? So, like, things are sped up. And, like, yeah, that's not an excuse to uh, for fast storytelling oh, no. because at, like, one point, like, two pages before they had, you know, just met or whatever and then a couple of pages later they are, it's one year later and they're married. You think mm-hmm. about, you think about how much if, if, if she had if if the writer had narrowed her focus mm-hmm. to this mm-hmm. time when they remet later, you know, because I don't think it, when you read this story, because again it goes at at a lightning clip, you know. On the one hand, in one panel, mm-hmm. you know, um, Hazel's going, you know, no, this can't happen because I've got I've got a family. I love my family. I can't I can't hurt them. Two panels later, she's like, "To heck with it! I, you know what? Yeah. Let's. I'm. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get a divorce, and we're going to. They, they kind of do a poor job of uh, signifying that time has passed; that it's been a couple of months. Yeah, there and, are even a few times yeah. where I know they put well, the years up at the they, top to yeah. show time change, but yeah. I don't always notice the those. problem. Right, and well, that's true. And but even then, you can do that. But for a reader, it's still, you know, it's it's a matter of seconds or minutes yeah yeah you know and it's hard to yeah. it's hard to make that mental shift that okay we're way way down the timeline mm-hmm. you I, know, I, or months later or weeks later because there were several instances where months had passed several instances where years had passed and yeah. it doesn't really capture that it covers and from so, 1963 all the way to 2035 yeah, th- yeah. so like when you have some kind of weird Automatic <laughs> uh, fire extinguisher thing yeah. in That's your a house. Good idea though. <laughs> what robot tentacle spraying water? Hoses. I, I don't Hoses. Know. No. Yeah. That, I, I was like. <laughs> so they would spray the whole house. Just yeah. One area. No, I can, I can, I can see the problems. I think like the problems obviously do come from that she is uh, an amateur writer, um, but also that it is. 
a single issue kickstarted. This is probably the only chance that she was going to get. At least that's what she thought. And uh, and then you know she expanded upon them once the kickstarter uh, because it the kickstarter blew up, uh, and it got so much uh, traction that you know Gail Simone, Marguerite Bennett, Sean Pryor, like everybody signed up to do a story, and that's how. You know, they got the vacation story. They got the secret story. Sean Pryor got, I think, ill, and that's why he, that didn't come out. Um, There's no secret story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's, will it's written now. Um, but anyway, okay. so, like, yeah, I not to make an excuse of, uh, of it because, you know, you're getting this, uh, you know, com- to- uh, quote-unquote complete story. And you are, but it does feel rushed because of... You only have 80 I would have pages. Loved, yeah, because I just to 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 beat this dead horse. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would have much rather started at that moment moment in time when they reconnected after 50 years. Okay, okay? and then you find out that yeah, they had, you know, they had this. It it was an infatuation, mm-hmm. really. I mean, they had they. You know, she was like, oh, my God, she was the love of my life. Well, was she? I would rather her, uh, both of them, uh, Marie and and Hazel, kind of go through that soul-searching process of going. Because, look, you're having to reevaluate your entire life. Yeah. All mm-hmm. your decisions. No, having yeah, kids. Having grandkids. To say, do, you know. I think. What, yeah. you know, and, and there, I mean, there's a lot of really uh, uh, meaningful storytelling that you can, soul-searching that you can do and character development just through the process of doing that to actually to actually endear you to these characters. I think you know, some people will be endeared to these characters right. through through the use of, of her storytelling techniques in here. Obviously, they have. It blew up. Okay? Yeah. I mean, it's gone so, through like... But I found for me, it was like, I was like, I, I'm okay. Yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah, you know. No, yeah, I I, I can see that. Um, I think the only problem if they did that is that they, if if they started off with the like, you know, some soul searching. The the whole premise of the book at the end of it is like they don't have enough time, so they're gonna make the best out of it. And if they yeah. do it like when they're thirty, when they if they meet when they're thirty, they're not gonna get together because they have a. Uh, somewhat newish family, you know. Yeah. Uh, and what right now, when they're fifty or sixty, their family is all grown up. They're well, ready. And to there's there, there's there's another aspect that I really I really hadn't uh, given much thought until right. just now, and mm-hmm. I think that that one of um, one of the areas where my my uh, critique of her storytelling might be misplaced is the tone of the book. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, because you could have if uh, you know when when I look at it, I you know I see yeah Johnny when last week when we when uh, we briefly talked about this book, you said that it you know um, it was at times heart wrenching and and I, at other times heartwarming, and I didn't find it heart wrenching at all. I found it I was like oh that's fascinating, mm-hmm. you know that's that's you know it's an interesting dilemma but reading the book i wasn't i wasn't in, invested in any way emotionally with the characters so i didn't find i didn't find it heart wrenching at all i think the only like when i say heart wrenching i and i'm not talking about the james stuff like that wasn't really my cup of tea it was more of you know their 
grandma, you know, saying like, "Oh, you are a sinner." Yeah, and, and that all was that stuff. Yeah, like, that's and that's gonna, heartbreaking and to and see. You're gonna burn in hell. Yeah, that and like then, especially from your own grandma. And like, the ending yeah. got to me. Uh, yeah. the, the ending, yeah, it's well, well that's that heartwarming. That's heartwarming, heart wrenching, and then heartwarming. I won't say why. We don't. We don't want to go over. I the mean, ending. we can. No. I don't mind. Well, at the very end, look. I mean, everybody dies, right? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and this one at the end, it goes because it goes. Look, it goes from from start to finish with these guys, all the way to their deaths. I mean, they're very, very old women. You know, at the end of this book, um, the the thing for me was I thought it was I thought I was like, wow, that was really overt. You know, to show them with little angel wings and halos in heaven. I think like yeah. Like uh-huh. We're not burning in hell. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, okay. Well, oh, just give me my cute so adorable ending, Roger. Like, Come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't well, take I didn't take again, it like that. But, but that kinda that kinda goes back to my you know, talking about because because I would I you know, if in thinking about the story that that I would tell for these and starting where I would start, it mm-hmm. would be, it would, it would, it wouldn't be darker. It would be a lot more serious, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I don't think they wanted to do this. I think, again, the book is about love and love yeah, relationships. They were going for a lighter tone. And you, you know, and going for a lighter tone with some very heavy material. Yeah. So um, there's a lot that I can forgive in that. It is supposed uh, to be like for young adults, teenagers, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but great message. Yeah. Um, uh, sophomore storytelling. Uh, I just love you put so much thought into this. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I, I no, think I, I didn't see the like... ending as like they're going to heaven. I, I saw the ending as like they're always going to be together, you know, and that, that they were always waiting for each other. And I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the ending. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can, I can. I am not going to defend the the storytelling aspects because I also when I was reading it last night I read it like in thirty minutes or so maybe less um, rereading it uh, I was like man this thing goes really it quick goes because really quick. because yeah there is some storytelling stuff where it's like okay wait time has passed by or sometimes I thought they moved in together real quick but it's actually been six months and but it's not overtly clear that 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 time has been passing. Uh, and I can see why those are detractors. Um, like if I was grading like on a technical level, this wouldn't get, you know, a five, sure, sure. but this is, this is how I enjoyed it. And obviously I, I love the book. I love the message and I, and I love, you know, stories about love. Um, what'd you think of the art? I love the art. I love Jensei Nanj. Yeah. Oh, I adore yeah. the art in this yeah. book. Yeah. Can I, can I really pick on you hard? Why? Oh great! Oh, okay. Is it gonna Sorry, be something I've about been, faces? I've been waiting all Is day for this. Is there a weird this. one in? No, it's not a face. Is. No, this was. Oh, uh, I need to know. Okay, what's up? Page. Uh, does it say what page it is? I don't think so. Panel one, right there. Uh huh. Okay. What am I looking at? Their faces. Seriously? Wait, let me see. No, it's not about faces. They're. What? No. When did she become a midget? Oh, her feet. Her are feet so are like her, her, oh her, gosh, her legs are like a hilarious. foot long. Oh, that's hilarious! For someone that nitpicked the background, <laughs> well, see, that's what I was saying. I, I'm like, because I was sitting there reading, I got to that panel. I was like, what the Never heck? Has she's got no I'm knees. Notice it forever. It's like you have thighs yeah. and then feet. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, you're right. And that's bad. They're kangles. 
<laughs> no, and I, and so I was. I, I told Teresa when we when we were talking about this. I I'm was gonna like, pick on Johnny. I was like, I'm going to so pick on Johnny so hard tonight because <laughs> I know he loves his art, and I and I do too. Yeah, I you know I think the art is is very endearing. You yeah, know? and it's and it, and it really works for this colors. storytelling. But he's got to nitpick something yeah. you yeah. always do. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, see, it's a, it's a that, rainbow okay. wedding. Yeah, but when I got to that panel, I was like, Johnny won't notice this. I won't for a second. <laughs> So, just picking on you, dude. No, that's fine. No, and I'll agree. That's not I good. Love it. Uh, that's not good. But the other stuff, splash pages, and it, it's just now so every gross. time you reread this story, you're gonna get. To I'm that gonna panel look. Oh, right. You're gonna go. I'm gonna look Dang it! I'm gonna get to that panel and just start laughing because I'm like, I that just, was a good day. I, just, <laughs> I, I really love how diverse in almost every way this book is. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, you have. Uh, people from different cultures and races just getting together. There's because, a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just love is love. Yeah. And and like one of the last lines is well, love sometimes is love, love, is, love is, is hard. Yeah. 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 Um, I did like the twist. Did you not? Did Did you see that coming? That it wasn't you know uh, Elle's uh, granddaughter that she was telling. Like, oh, it's okay that you got kicked out. It was actually her wife. What? So at the beginning, it's like my parents found out that I like girls and they kicked me out. Can I stay with you, L? And you think that that's like her granddaughter? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, I didn't catch that. But it's 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 her. That's cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's really cool. Um, so yeah, yeah it's her like telling like, the story to. Her it, wife. it has some storytelling problems, um, and I'm you know like I said, I'm not going to defend it, um, yeah. but the subject matter, the the things that it made me feel, I I loved. So it's a five. Like technical, it's probably okay. like a three and a half to a four. You know. Okay. But five. Kayla? Oh, it's a five. All the way. I absolutely adore this book. It's sweet and it's just adorable. And it's sad. Okay, I'm sorry. It got to me. If you it, guys. Maybe yeah. it doesn't get to you, but there are things in that that really yeah. get to me. It, it's just a story that, that shows yeah, you it's saying, never well, too late to love. People, you know, with any story, you have people connect on, on different levels based on your own life experience. Right. So. Yeah. And I'm just so um, excited. I have something to pick on Johnny about now, too. What do you mean? <laughs> feet? I mean, I didn't draw the feet. I'll pick on the feet too. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, yeah, a great message. Um, it's three and a half. Okay, not your me. cup of tea. That's not a so bad score, though. Not well, no, it's not that. It's not that it's not my cup of tea. Uh, not your. It had. It, it just did feel. Story it, it had potential, yeah. but the storytelling was. I'm really interested when she'll do with volume volume two. Now that she yeah. may seem like she has more time because I think Image yeah. just announced well, like four the, books the big from thing, her. I, I think the big thing is experience and it's yeah. certainly mm-hmm. if it's the first time you've you've written a comic yeah. you know uh, you know comics require a certain methodology novels require a certain methodology yeah. screenplays require a certain methodology and I think that because look I, I think that, that Which you know she certainly probably has um the um, the wherewithal to go back through her her story yeah. and and see where she would have done things differently. No, yeah, know, definitely. Or with pacing or something like that. I mean, you know, any, I think anybody who's a good self critic will do that. Yeah. Um, I think this book would work better if it was like the biggest thing. Pages you give her you give out. her more experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yeah, she'll she'll be fine. Yeah. As as a first work, look, it's admirable. Mm-hmm. So. If it's a first work, I've, I assume I, it is. That's that's all I've ever heard of her. This is the first time I've ever heard of her. But like, yeah. I well, I mean, concept. she's probably done plenty on her own. Yeah. But breaking into the industry, yeah. there's 
look, you're going to have a, a first where people find out about you. And, 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 and she and obviously it, went to Kickstarter before yeah. or had to go to Kickstarter yeah. if she got I'm really, rejected by a lot of publishers. So. I really, I really want to read that Gail Simone book. I think is the vacation one. I want to read The Secret. Oh, yeah. me too. When that's I get that, that's the first one I'm going to read. I it might be know. available digitally now. Well, no, you know what? You searched it up like yesterday. Yeah, right? so no, it's not. I've been. Yeah. So, I've, so. I looked again too. You would have to go to the Kickstarter and, and it says a message like, "Hey, it's going to be delayed for a while." Don't worry, Roger. When I get that one, I'll bring it to you. Okay. No <laughs> tripping. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Where are we at? Uh, sorry, I was reading. This is Adam Hughes did the art in this one. Oh. Yeah. In which one? Man of Steel number uh, five. Oh, okay. How is so. this so far? Uh, it's good, except for the fact that Bendis did something with John that kind of pissed me off. <laughs> so we'll see. Sounds how, about right. We'll see how it ends. <laughs> well, part of part of uh, Jason Fabok has had like little insert two, three pages in each of these issues, Weird. and he got a couple more. And one of the big like spoilers, Jor-El shows up. Oh, great. Sounds about right. And he's like, <laughs> I've come to take the boy. He's my Kryptonian heir. Uh. And, he, and so Lois and Clark are like, no. And so <laughs> he's like, well, I'm asking the boy. And he's like, well, I'll go. And I'm what? like, in what universe Why? that they just established would he go with Jor-El? Yeah. And like, it shows like Clark like looking pissed and Jor-El looking pretty pleased with himself. So I, and, that's the and they didn't happens. give any explanation as to the... why he said I'll go? No. Okay. He's just like, he's oh, might. you'll have me back before school starts, right? I mean, Find out just... next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, no, that's not how John would know. We'll see when it ends. And the, the next issue is the last one and it's all yeah. Jason Paybox, so I'm assuming that story's going to play out. Okay. But, Sweet. Um, yeah. Uh, so we'll see, Ben. <laughs> okay. There it is. There it is so far. It only took him five issues. <laughs> well, you're getting to number one next month, so. Yeah, we'll see. So, anyway, uh, that uh, brings us to trivia time. Sweet. Do we do the winners <laughs> after or before? Uh, nah, we'll do Doesn't the winners matter. first. Okay. Uh, this week we're giving away. Um, Three decent comics in Batman Year One. Johnny, who won the comics? Uh, Zoe DePaz. Oh, burr, burr, congratulations, burr, burr. Zoe. Yay. It does help that uh, she had three entries, one from Christian and Heather <laughs> and herself. Um, but yes, and the trade. Well, Zoe won. Zoe, by the way, is going to be um, a guest uh, on the podcast the- next week. <laughs> the first, well, no, Cody was a minor too. Yeah, he was like seventeen. The first of the, the triple threat. Our first, probably, middle, yeah. <laughs> July is going to be deposit month. We've got we've got Zoe, Heather, and Christian, and Crichton all, all too. hosting. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting show, though. Crichton would be like, "I'm ready, I'm ready." And a lot of us, Crichton's like, a lot four. Of you guys going, what?" <laughs> Um, He's an interesting four-year-old for sure. No, so yeah, we're going to be reviewing um, Green Lantern's Agent Orange with Zoe next week. Jeff Johns. Um, Zoe, <laughs> I will have already seen you uh, by then, and we'll have given you the comics. Congratulations, uh, Batman Year One. It's uh, the the Luxe Edition hardcover. It's going to go to uh, first-time writer Stephen Petway. Nice, from, nice from uh, Detroit. Uh, he signed it as Steve from Detroit. <laughs> Congrats, Sweet. Steve. Congrats. Nice. Thanks Steve. for listening. Yes. Thank you for listening. Tell a friend. Share yes. the show. Please. Awesome. 
Okay, so um, for you guys, uh, as as I've been doing lately, I've I've done uh, some trivia for each each of our our books. Um, So for Saga, um, who wrote the the Iliad and the Odyssey? Homer. Homer. Simpson. (laughs) Sorry, not that. Not that Saga. (laughs) Uh, Who was the Will's girlfriend? Oh, the stock. Stock. Oh, the stock. Um, you're right. The stock. Gwendolyn yeah. has never heard girl, his girlfriend. No. Um, his Joker's first appearance. Uh, Batman, Batman n- number one with Catwoman. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know Batman. Um, <laughs> and Harley Quinn's first appearance. Uh, animated comics? series animated or series? comics? Series. Sorry, because oh, wow. no, so I've already is, asked that trivia. The Batman for, Adventures number. I do not know the number eight. 16. Is it no. a high number? Detective. Meet in the middle. Uh, 12. 500. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Batman Adventures 12. I know, the, I know the cover. It's a nice cover. Okay. Um, Sentry. Oh. First appearance? Sorry. 60s. Is it really? 60s? No, I just got something. Not that old. 2007. No, I thought he was like the Sentry and like then they reinvented him or something. No, but the story, book? but they... Oh. That all came through... Like the origin of the century oh, that okay. that he was, and then he mm-hmm. went away for a while. I think. Right. Um, no, it's it from September of two thousand. No, I thought it was Bendis too, yeah. but it wasn't. It was. Well, did More anybody sem- know? No, because <laughs> no. that was. What was the question, question again? I'm sorry. Who created the century? <laughs> Who created the century? Yeah, Marv Wolfman. Uh, Mark Wade. Uh, uh, two thousand. I mean, it could have been. Wade, uh, but no. It wasn't Bendis, was no, it? No, no he already said Bendis. No. Paul Jenkins. Oh, Paul okay. Jenkins and, and Jay Lee. Um, first appearance was the Century Number One. <laughs> I should have guessed that. Okay. <laughs> From September of 2000. Okay. All right. So for the listener trivia, we have bingo trivia. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, okay, if you want to win uh, some okay books or, or a, a, a good graphic novel, uh, I'll be nice. Um, send your, send your uh, uh, response to the following question to contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com. I want to know how many squares are on a bingo card. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. 42. <laughs> Don't listen to Pat. He's misleading. So that is the answer to everything. Yeah, so how Five. many squares are on a bingo card? If you know the answer to that question or can count and multiply, um, send your response to contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com. Win some books. 42 is a, the a right answer. Maybe not the right answer. <laughs> but it, no. But it's life. Well, oh, <laughs> but not but not bingo. Uh, that, yes, thank you. All right, I missed, and I think whiffed uh, hard on that one. That's, You're just like, no, it's not, Matt. You're crazy. Like, <laughs> gonna do it. Did we check and see if we had any reviews this week? We didn't get any new uh, emails no or anything one about it. Told me anything. Yeah, I didn't check. No. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys like what you're hearing, please rate, review, subscribe, like, and share. Uh, if you want to go above and beyond, you go to Patreon.com/slash All Star Comics Podcast. You can get on for as little as a dollar, which gets you the episode the night we recorded. It comes out early. Yeah, get in on that, like James. It's on Friday um, at eleven. Yeah, <laughs> roughly late late Fridays. <laughs> um, 
Tell your friends. If uh, if you want to go a little bit further, you can get on the $3 level, which gets you the episode early and the Multiversity University uh, episode drops, the bundles, bundles. Um, that come out uh, as well. If not, just stay tuned for after Can this I... episode. If you want to be a cheapskate and just wait, you can listen on after we're done with this show and you'll get a, another chapter of Multiversity University with Larry. Uh, I want to add though, there's a, there's a couple other good ones that we haven't mentioned in a while. Like if you do Patreon, you get a free comic. There's yep. access to a bunch of sales that Roger does once a month. There's, These all stack, so yeah. the higher you go, you still get everything beneath it. Also, there's a bunch so. of good stuff in there. It's not like picking or choosing; you get yeah. all of it. Yeah. Um, if you want to keep up with everything that's going on with the shop, at Horizon Comics on Twitter and Instagram, or like Horizon Comics on Facebook. If you want to keep up with everything, Kayla. You can follow me at Kayla Danvers on Instagram or Twitter, or I have uh, It's a Classic Pod on <laughs> Instagram and Twitter. I do a classic movie podcast. We're doing uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey this uh, Oh, my so God. I Stanley month. Kubrick. Yeah. That's a heavy one. <laughs> that was an interesting one. <laughs> that ought to be awesome. You guys did yes. Dune uh, previously, yeah. right? Yes, Dune a couple Is weeks Is Back ago. to the Future on your list? It, it probably be. should be. Yeah. Wait, how It'll did Dune make it on the classic list? Okay, Dune was more of a Father's Day one because uh, my dad and her dad and a bunch of dads I know love it, but all the moms movie. hate that movie that I've ever met. And <laughs> I just wanted to know why. So we're like, Dune you know what, is let's based just do off it. of a book series. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like the the movie's very interesting. I confuse it with Tremors. Very I don't weird. know. <laughs> you need to read the books. Um, cause when I, when I, when I think classic, I think black and white or just old movies. Gone with the wind. <laughs> hey, technically, technically those are the 70s and 80s yeah. movies that are classics now. Yeah. Those yeah. are still Back like 20, future. 30 years ago. Back to the future. <laughs> um, anyway, if you want to keep up with all things Johnny. Uh, you can follow me everywhere at the Johnny 2 x 4 and you can follow Kayla and I's podcast, We Love Ya, which we review young adult novels. Uh, we're doing Percy Jackson, The Lightning Thief, but eventually we will get to the best young adult novel of all, which is uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the oh, Galaxy. about time. 42, man. Yeah. It's a great young adult novel. It's not really a young adult novel. It's a, yeah. <laughs> That's it's just what, a great novel. I, hey, dude, I Googled young adult, best young adult just novels. Just because someone put it it's on PG a list. Okay, that just shows Jonathan, you how much love Jonathan, there is for that book. You're, you're going to get him to read the book. Just just take that. Uh, I guess I'll take the win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll take the win. <laughs> but yeah, uh, search that Nobody out. Nobody uh, has a way it. with words like Douglas Adams does. True. Well, take that back. Kurt Vonnegut has a way with words also. <laughs> Who's but. that? God, I'm sorry, dang it, John. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not cultured. Neck. <laughs> oh no! All right, Bryce, put yeah, that on a counter. No, I, I've never read any Kurt Vonnegut. I think you might like Kurt Vonnegut. There's a Probably. couple. He's he, if he's a wordsmith. He's a wordsmith. Yeah, there's I'm there's down. so many things that if you can make me laugh out loud reading prose, you're freaking good at your job. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. both Douglas Adams and Kurt Vonnegut can, can do that to me. I will literally be reading laughing out loud. Nice. So that's pretty good. Anyway, uh, Matt. Hydra five five. Yep. I'm at St. Jonathan on the Twitter and the Instagram. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great night. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Multiversity University. I'm your host, Larry Douglas. Now, we're continuing to talk about the various genres of the platinum, excuse me, the Atomic Age comic books, which uh, were popular and superseded the superheroes during that time. Uh, another one of those was Western comics, basically cowboy comics. Now. The other genres that we talked about before, science fiction, teen humor, and crime comics, had their roots in the Golden Age, 
But Western comics actually had their roots further back than that. They really started in the Platinum Age. Uh, new, uh, new Fun Comics, for example, uh, actually featured a Western uh, story in each of th- those issues. And uh, there was a company called Centaur Publications in 1936, uh, which actually had a comic called Western Picture Stories, which was entirely devoted to Western-type stories. It's just that, and so Western comics continued throughout the Golden Age, uh, even after the Platinum Age, uh, but they became much more popular during the Atomic Age, especially starting around 1948. And it seems like a lot of that was just driven by the fact that Westerns in general were becoming more popular just within the culture. Uh, There were a lot of Western movies being made back in the late 40s. There were a lot of books uh, in that genre being written. And then, of course, in the early days of TV, there were a lot of Westerns that were very popular as well and continued to be popular for quite some time throughout the 50s and 60s and even into the early 70s. Uh, so Western comics had a long history in comic books, but they really reached a peak of popularity during the Atomic Age. Another type of comic that was popular at that time, which makes a lot of sense given uh, recent history, at least recent from that particular standpoint, were war comics. Now, you could argue that war comics actually started prior to World War II. Uh, There were stories involving uh, Americans fighting against Nazis, for example, even before America's involvement in the war. Um, And then during the war, there were, of course, uh, some war comics. Uh, There were war themes figured into the superhero comics, but there were some comics that were specifically about the war. Uh, For example, uh, Black Hawk uh, by Quality Comics was about a group of military pilots. Um, and but mostly the war comics were weren't specific about specifically war comics. They were just features within other comics. For example, there was a, a title called Heroic Comics, which had started back in 1940 uh, by Eastern Color, which was actually a superhero comic, but starting in about 1942, after America's involvement in the war, they began to feature war stories in there. And in fact, as the war went on, the war stories came to take up more and more of the comic book, and the superheroes began to really take a a background. That was even still during the Golden Age. But after the Golden Age, in the Atomic Age, they really became their own separate genre, and you began getting comic books that were devoted to war stories. Uh, DC was one of the biggest publishers of these. They had comics such as All American Men of War, Our Army at War, Our Fighting Forces, Star Spangled War Stories. And a lot of these actually continued all throughout the 50s, the 60s, and again into the 70s. Um, Quality was another company that put out a lot of war comics. They, of course, had put out the Black Hawk title that started back in 1944, but then. Um, In the Atomic Age, they began titles such as G.I. Combat, and Charlton was another big publisher of war comics. They had a couple of titles, one called Fightin' Army, another one Fightin' Marines. So there were a lot of war comics uh, out on the shelves at that time, and even today there are some people that uh, have an interest in those. If you look at the Overstreet Price Guide, there's always an article about war comics and of the trends in collecting of those. Not as popular, of course, as they 
um, as they were at one time, but uh, but still have a a certain subset of the comic book audience that's interested in them. One of the most interesting ones was uh, the War Comics put out by EC, uh, because they put out a title called Frontline Combat and another one called Two-Fisted Tales. Now, the thing about those is that they were a little bit different from the other ones, because they depicted war much more realistically, and the characters did not come across nearly as heroically as they did in some of these other comics, so they went a little bit against the grain. And, of course, this being EC, uh, they were quite a bit more graphic than some of the others were in terms of, uh, of depicting violence. So, uh, so they were a bit different, but they still did fall into that war comic genre. Now, um, one particular genre that became extremely popular during the Atomic Age and which uh, had, had roots in the Golden Age, but kind of barely, it really was more a product of the Atomic Age than anything else, uh, were the horror comics. And uh, horror comics really deserve uh, uh, a bit of discussion about not only their roots, but uh, how they developed during the Atomic Age. So please join us next time as we talk about a couple of more genres that were popular during the Atomic Age, the horror comics and romance comics. <laughs>